0: Hey, Short Porch listeners. You can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. You know how
1: I get ready for St. Patty's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day because practice makes proper. Proper Number 12 Irish Whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt aged four years in bourbon barrels. Or try Irish Apple. A delicious blend of proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some proper number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. What's happening? Welcome to another edition of The Short Porch. I'm your host, Hubs. Alongside me on the other side of the laptop, my co-host, Tommy Smokes, Tom Scavelli. What's happening?
0: What's up? Uh, sunny Gray just ruined my day, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, well, we're jo- we're joined by a special guest, uh, Joe's McFly. Uh, what's happening, babe? How you doing, man? How you doing?
0: Could uh, be well, better. Today,
2: Again,
1: it today fucking sucked. Today was...
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah Sonny Gray can really put a damper on a day.
1: Say, uh... no, no,
2: no pun intended, eh?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> man, you, you, you had three good starts in a row. We're starting to feel good about you. I'm getting my confidence back in Sonny, and I'm like the last guy on the train still of like, maybe he could turn this around. And what's he do? He has a one, two, three first inning, and I was like, "Let's go! We're 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 still cruising." And no, yes. oh, we got to the second inning, and it's just, oh. it just went about as bad as it possibly could have. I mean, just <sighs> absolutely not not competitive whatsoever. Getting hit left, right, just sent everything. It was just nothing. He had nothing going. He was just an absolute disaster, and it's just like. At what point do we just stop this? Like, just put an end to it. The fact that, like, there were teams during the trade deadline that were offering things for Sonny Gray, <laughs> and we didn't do anything. And now this makes me just want to scream inside my body.
0: I mean, it was just crazy. Ugh. It sucked he had to wait to have this bad start till after the deadline. The yeah, what probably and, They would have got another pitcher or something if they knew he was going to revert immediately back to Sonny Gray, and now we're stuck with Lance Lynn. I mean, he's bad, and he's inconveniently bad, which makes it even worse.
2: Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree. It's like, you know, it's a day
0: game after night game, and then the guys
2: show up, they're like, okay, we just beat the shit out of the Orioles yesterday. We're going to show up today. Let's win this series, go on to Fenway. And then it felt like after the fifth inning, the Yankees, like, you know, you know, well, they're not going to say it publicly. You know that the players are, like, rolling their eyes, like, oh, not this shit again. And yeah. they were probably playing for tomorrow. That's why you've seen Glaber not even covering, like, some bases. Like, weird. It was just some weird stuff. They know. were
1: very asleep. You could see that they were looking ahead to the Red Sox series completely. They just did not give a shit about the Orioles. They just thought they were going to walt- waltz their way. Even though Alex Cobb has, like, one of the best ERAs against the Yankees in, like, since 1969. That was he's a better <laughs> ERA than Pedro Martinez against the Yankees. Which was just, Alex Cobb, of all people. I mean, that, was, that was a crazy, crazy, crazy stat. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the offense wasn't there. But when Sonny Gray puts you in that hole, it is so hard to climb out of. No matter – it doesn't matter really who you're facing. And they did have their chances in that, um, you know, later in the game uh, and, you know, once you get to the bottom of the order, you're dealing with Shane Robinson. Oh, my God. Shane Robinson. How is Shane Robinson in baseball? He looks like he's, he's like in high school still. He, when he puts on his sunglasses and he's bald – it, 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 oh, my God. He looks so he's out of place. He should not be on the knee. The fact that that guy is probably going to yeah. be making a trip to Fenway, he's crazy. The fact that they couldn't trade for a fourth outfielder to somebody is like a Curtis Granderson. What could have Curtis Granderson could have cost? Yes. I don't want to like, ever doubt Brian Cashman, but right, right, like right. got to get a fourth outfielder, man. I right, can't right. deal with Shane Robinson until Clint Frazier stops having migraines and concussion symptoms. Like... The fact that Shane's going to come to Boston with us is so terrifying. Oh,
2: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, you just – it just made you think, like, yo, Neil Walker can't, like, like just dug it out and right yeah. field, or Well, why can't Giancarlo play? And I understand you can't you – got so many games in a row, you can't play him out right. every single game, right? But, damn, it just made you think, like, yo, Neil Walker at least, like, something?
1: I mean, yeah, and I also feel like we kind of let Sonny Gray off the hook here. Sonny, you're not done. Like, we did no. two minutes. Dude, you – what the fuck is that? The fact that he smiled? Oh, yeah. He All right. what, smiled I, I,
0: what as he left think? the field?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been shot, like, on site.
0: Just shot. Just killed. Do you think he was laughing, smiling? I, I don't know. I think he's – I don't think he could be that dumb to walk off the mound and be smiling and be like, ha, 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 these idiots. Like, I just ruined it. I almost feel like – you guys know I've had experiences in my past where you laugh at the worst possible yes. times where it's a moment for where, sure. you know, all right, I can't laugh right now. I know I can't laugh. Happened, I was visiting my friend's, like, church, his special Christian Asian church, I was in the front row, I just started cracking up for no reason. Everyone was looking <laughs> at me, and I was like, I know I can't be laughing right now, but that's why I couldn't stop. Like, I just kept laughing. That's, I think, what was happening with Sunny Gray right I now. actually was had like, one of those, I was a at a brunch. Of, yeah, I, I, was at a, laugh. I
1: was at a brunch one time, like, recently, like, within the last year, and I was with, with two of my boys, and then the and there was a bunch of girls there, and I we like did not know the girl like it was all my friends' friends, and I didn't know any of them. And one of them leaves like mid brunch, and like she goes to talk on the phone. She comes back bawling her eyes out and said like her grandpa died, and me and my friend, no. and she's just crying in, in the person next to her shoulders. And me and my friend just looked at each other and just started laughing like to ourselves because you just like it was so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: No, I shouldn't laugh right, now. right. It becomes a control thing. Right, right,
1: right. So, yeah, that was like a whole thinking. So, I get that. And John Boy see the same – see, I yeah. think that rationality, like, just can't get worse than it is. And like that – still, though, there's not a bone in my body to make me laugh. In that situation You're getting – the entire state of New York is booing at you. The entire state. And you've just let everyone down since you become a Yankee. And the fact that you laughed – oh, I can't, I just don't get
2: it. Yeah, it felt like one of those, like, yo, can this shit get any worse, like, like kind of laugh. Like, that's what it kind of looked like. like. It was like, yo, are you serious? Like, how how much worse can this, this is the team that I dominate all the time. If anything, I could probably hang my head at night, you know, hang my hat at night and just say, you know what, this team is a team I dominate. And then I get smacked around, not by the team that I dominate, but by their AAA team, which they trade away freaking Scope. Who I was like, oh, shit, they traded away Scope? Let's yeah. go. And, uh, you know, it's like everybody's looking like all-stars against Sonny Gray. I'm like, what the hell's going on against this guy,
1: man? It's just it's frustrating. It, their like, lineup I mean, was – they line up with Jace Peterson in there today. Jace Peterson's <laughs> playing. I mean, come on. Like, Jesus Christ. Trey Mancini's the only guy who has a competent bat in the whole line. Chris Davis, none of these guys – these guys all suck. I hate that guy. Even last – Three innings against them, and thank God for Lance Lynn, man. Oh yeah,
2: yes, yes. Lance yes. Lynn
1: saved the series against the Red Sox because we didn't have to really we use Chad Green for an inning and Holder for an inning, but it's Lance Lynn going four and a third, dropping his fucking balls on the Orioles. like, out, yo, yeah. like I got us for the next four. I got us for the next. You know, I'm gonna cruise us to the eighth and ninth inning. I understand Sonny fucked us, but like Lance Lynn. Did a lot for me. I didn't know. I didn't really expect that trade, um, you know, him coming over from Minnesota to really be anything. I thought it was just like Cashman wanted to get his international signing bonus money. Yeah, and, you know, had the cost Warren, so they had to get someone to replace Warren. And I mm-hmm. get that. And uh, you know, Cashman has his own plans for that and getting the international free agents. It's all genius. But I mean, Lance Lynn, man. I mean, I don't know what the plan is. I can't imagine. Boone hinted after the game that. Sonny could be coming out of the rotation finally. He's never really said this before. Like like, publicly said, like, yeah, there's no guarantee (laughs) he makes his next start and could be out of the rotation. He's never said – he's hinted at, like, Justice Sheffield maybe being here, but, like, he's never said anything about Gray's spot being in jeopardy finally Mm -hmm. did. So I don't know if that means Sessa. I don't know if that means Lance Lynn. I don't know if that means Justice Sheffield. But on Monday, when we play – I think it's Monday, Monday or Tuesday. When we play the White Sox in Chicago – I can't have I can't have uh, Sonny Gray pitching that game. Can't do it. I just can't. I mean, it's got to yeah. be one of those three. And it, and Sheffield has been nails. His last four starts, he hasn't given him anything more than a run in any of them. Uh, I mean, Sessa, he sucks. We know we're going to get out of him. You know, you're going to get four fake innings and then one inning where it's just going to mm-hmm. explode and you probably left him in too, too, uh, too long. And then with Lance Lynn, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Lance Lynn is the guy. That's, we, you, you just have to be a fit starter for us. And, you know, that was a good start today for, for him to come out, you know, with the Yankees to come out like that. But, man, I, he cannot make his he, next
0: start. He can't. He can't. It, it sucks that now Lance Lynn is out of use for potentially replacing Half. Right. That, that's the whole point saying now we got to have probably Luis Tesla unless Half can make the start, start in Boston. It, it was a disaster of a performance. I agree. I mean, we were talking. Last week we were thinking, oh, second half, Cy Young, Sonny, all these bad teams, but he just disproved. <laughs> doesn't matter, good teams, yeah. bad teams. He's just unreliable. He can't be out there every fifth day. I I agree. It's time to give Lance Miller a shot. You just yep. you know gave up Tyler Austin for him. You know they believe in him. They have a reason they believe in him. He gets strikeouts. He gets ground balls. So use them because Sonny Gray at this point he's just not reliable. as much this sucks.
2: Yeah, it sucks that as a as a fan, right? You look up at you know, at the schedule, like, oh, I got some tickets to the game, who's pitching, and you automatically see, okay, Sonny Gray, and it's like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny Gray. Oh, man, I got the Sonny Gray game, and it's like, it almost feels like you lost, but um then if we feel that way, I'm not saying that players actually feel that way, but when you give up five runs in the second inning, it's like, come on, bro, like, you serious? Like, right now, against this team, you see what we did last night? Like, can you give us at least five? Like, something? Like, Nothing. Yeah. it must be demoralizing to be playing behind him. Plus, you know, he looks like he's searching, balls all over the place. The, the game felt like it went on forever too with the rain delay and everything. And it's just ah uh, Sonny, I'm done with Sonny right now, bro. I, I know you were the last one on the train. You probably jumped off today.
1: You jumped I, off moving yeah. train. <laughs> I mean, I was getting I was yeah, I was starting to let more people back on the bandwagon, you know, the last three starts and then it just ended today. And to even go with that, they start his Twitter. They start digging up oh, his yes. tweets mid game. That's and you have to see the one from 09 where it says, you have to be really good to get all Yankee Stadium to boo you as you're walking off the mound, dot, 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 and a Hall of Famer to smile about it. I mean, you couldn't have scripted a tweet like that. You <laughs> really couldn't have.
0: Well, the funny part is he probably tweeted that from, like, the opponent point of view. Like, if you're <laughs> an opponent starting pitcher, you walk off, you get booed because you just had a great start. Like, no, yeah. Sonny, you're on the and you suck so bad. Their own fan take you. I just wonder what happened with Sonny. Like seriously, I was looking at
2: speaking of looking back, my friend who's a Red Sox fan, I hate this guy. Whatever. He was just like, um, he found like my old. It's not a tweet, like my old Facebook post that I put up from a video from last year on the thirty first. I was so ecstatic when the Yankees got Sonny Gray. I was so. We all were. I had to leave work. Like I, I was at work. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go on lunch real quick. And I went to lunch just to see everything. And I was, I was just so hyped and. And then for the A's to say, "What have you guys?" Or when the A's came to town, they're like, "What have you guys done with Sonny Gray? Like, this isn't the Sunny Gray that we know." And yeah. it just kind of—I don't know if it lends me to the belief of like, um, like, what did Rothschild do to this guy? Or because Rothschild's been pretty good, but he likes to tell people, <clears throat> "Don't throw your fastball, right?" Right. Like, kind of throw more off-speed pitches. And I felt like he—he used to throw his fastball a lot in Oakland. He used to uh, – Lance Lynn throws his fastball a lot also, and it just feels like he says, you know, maybe go more off-speed more. And I don't know if maybe that has something to do – I'm just looking for reasons here, right? Because, I think he's
1: just a mental midget and can't handle yes, the training that, Yes, that's – you know, I'll go with that. I think he's going to end up on like – he'll end up on like a Kansas City team and probably win 18 games next year. Yeah. That's just what's going to happen. It's just it, – yeah, we're just leading towards good. that way. Okay. He's like a Javi Vasquez, mm-hmm. not an AG Burnett because Burnett – as bad as Burnett like was at times, I mean that dude pitched his ass off in the World Series. Yes, yeah. yes. He'll always You're have right. Game Two against the Phillies in my mind, where he was just one of the best pitchers I've like ever seen in a World Series game. Yeah. He was so good in that game. So there Burnett's was not in the nothing... but Pavano, all these guys. He's just gonna he solidifies his his role as one of those people It sucks. There was mm-hmm.
0: nothing more exciting from like 09 for those few years when. AJ Burnett was on. And yeah, you was could on. tell early oh, yeah. on it was like this was gonna be a good AJ Burnett start. They were at like seven innings of one run ball and twelve strikeouts. His stuff was just so dynamic that I mean, not even relating this to Sonny Gray, but just AJ Burnett. I, I loved AJ Burnett being on was one of my favorite Yankee pitchers of all time.
1: Oh, his curveball. When his curveball was on, you you actually had no chance. You yeah. Didn't, yeah. you wouldn't have even like swung the bat. He was just you were just hoping maybe for a walk. Because if you went to go swing at that thing, you had absolutely no it was so wipeout. Obviously when it wasn't on, it would hang and he would get crushed. But man, I that World Series, I, I I like to go back and watch his start from that game too yes. World Series because uh it's a lot of fun. But I mean Sonny, that's uh, you're not you're not even close to Burnett's status, you're not even close yeah. to him. And then he, he actually de- deactivates his Twitter mid-game. I thought <laughs> it's deleted entirely. He deactivates it because he had some racist slash sexist tweets that weren't great um and he wiped everything from i think till until 2013 that's his most recent tweet now he twitter at that point
2: you know what i put it i think i put it on twitter where it was like oh aj burnett equals no i mean um sunny gray equals aj burnett but then i did kind of think about that i don't know i was thinking more of like the personal catcher kind of thing where it was like a lot of things had to be made perfect for him to pitch, pitch well but um, but yeah, I was quickly reminded by a lot of people look, man, what he did in 09. I'm like, yeah, I know, I understand. I guess more, more Pineda, if anything,
1: because yeah, I mean,
2: it's Pineda's another guy that when he was on, it was like, okay, he's on, like this guy. I don't know what funny least... is when
1: he's on. I don't know, right? The thing, at least with the A's trade that we were just talking about, is at least like those guys aren't like Caprillian hasn't even come close to being ready to pitch for them. Right. Um, Mateo, I think, is just a disaster. I never thought anything yes. of him in the system, yes. and he seems to still be stuck in that A system. And then Dustin Fowler has been nice, but there was no room for Dustin Fowler on this team. At all. He was not never going to really crack the roster, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a shitty trade. Yeah, it's is it one of Cashman's worst acquisitions in the last five years
0: for sure. But something had to go wrong for the Yankees. Yeah, like, yeah. Were too many things problem. are going perfect. All these trades have gone right. A lot of signings have gone right. They were due for for something to go wrong. Okay. Yeah.
1: So if it was your guys' call, who starts the next time Sonny comes up in the rotation? Last one. Okay. I'm,
2: I'm taking I'm taking Lynn, but you know just because of what he did, I feel like he opened up some eyes today. But I could so see the Yankees selling, well, you know, he's so much better on the road than at home. And this team sucks, too. So I could see, you know, let's give him one more chance. I don't want, I'm I'm tired of it, bro. I don't want to see it anymore. Like, seriously, it's like, it almost feels like you got to, you know, if he pitches well the first couple of innings, like, okay, yes, yes, all right. And then you're still expecting a blow-up inning anyway. No matter what. So, it's I don't want to deal with that stress, bro. Like, the whole game.
1: 100%. So, I would love to see Justice Sheffield. It will – oh, I think, it, oh yeah, I think it will be Lance Lynn. Depends. Yeah. Depends if he does appear over the weekend, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out because – how many pitches did he throw today? He threw – did he throw 60 pitches? Let's see. Lance, uh-huh.
0: Lynn, how many pitches
1: did he throw today? You threw – there's seventy-one pitches, so mm-hmm. I mean, he could if they needed him Saturday or Sunday, I could see him being maybe available. But they probably won't push it. So yeah, not I mean, that Saturday, would line him up to pitch on Sunday. Monday for the or the whatever Monday yeah. or Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, most likely, I'd say. I just hope it's not sunny. I'm I'm ready to move on from him. Yeah, and I think it would be a it, it would be positive for the whole fan base to just hear like they gave up on Sunny Gray. I like almost I was on Roto World earlier and it said even just like the. The hint of it, it was like Yankees not guaranteeing Gray's next start. And I got a little excited. Yeah. there was a little. I was like, whoa, they almost did it. Like, yes. it's coming. I could feel it coming. And that excitement, even though, like, man, I, I wrote a blog that Carabas retweeted today that was like, so happy Sunny Gray came to town. And obviously, I made shirts. It's always sunny in the Bronx. I was all in on this guy. Yeah. And the fact that he just took a fucking dump on my face, I'll never forgive him for that. And the smile today was the the icing on the kick, the cherry on the top. So, I'm done. God damn, Sonny, that 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 really, you motherfucker! I just yeah. <laughs> we put so much value into you. Yeah. Uh, so quickly, so we talked with the deadline. So the Yankees did trade Adam Warren. Um, they got back a one point five million in international signing bonus money, which they used to. Um, uh, also, they and they also traded Jason Sharif. So we talked about the uh, the last show, but they used that to get Oziel Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and they used this money to get like a whole boatload of other guys. And Cashman, this is the best way, we talked about this We're on far. the show last time, this is the best way for Cashman to get his top prospects because mm-hmm. the Yankees won't have those top picks like to get to Bryce Harper or Steven Strasburg. They're going to have to just go buy these guys. And if they're going to allow Cashman to do it, he's certainly going to do it. So I thought it was a good trade. Adam Warren, obviously, you know, he was a good piece for us this year. And, the last, and, and it's weird. Whenever he just became a Yankee, he would turn it on. And then when he was in Chicago, he was absolutely dog shit. Yeah. Um, it was weird. If you, if you watch basketball, it's similar to, like, Raymond Felton. Whenever Raymond yeah. Felton was on the Knicks, he actually, like, was good. And then any other team, he was pretty much a disaster. It's very yeah. similar to that. Um, and then, obviously, trading Tyler Austin, I mean, you know what you're going to get with Austin. He's, like, you know, he'll have his, his power surge for the most part. He's he's not a starting first baseman, in my opinion, in the no. majors. And the Yankees didn't have too much room for him. Obviously, probably could have used him to be our DH, I feel like, at this point, you yeah. know, for this next stretch. But as with Brandon Jury, but um, I, I didn't hate – and obviously Lance Lynn was big today, so I, I did not – people were, like, pissed at the Yankees for not, like, really making a move. But, like, you saw what Chris Archer commanded. Yeah. We're not spending that much to get Chris Archer. They they gave up fucking Meadows and mm-hmm. the other guy – they gave a ton Pittsburgh did. And that was a weird move for Pittsburgh because I don't know how much of a contender they actually are. And uh, in terms of anything else, it seemed like the other bats that they wanted, like a Jose Martinez – even a Granderson was going to cost more than they wanted. So I, I didn't hate that Cashman didn't pull the trigger on anything crazy. I didn't.
2: Well, he did a lot of his moves before the right. actual deadline, right? right like right. I think the Briton move was
1: – I don't know if a
2: lot of people looked at it, it as like, okay, we have to get this guy, but I'm glad that we did get him. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, getting Lance Lynn in here and what he did was he did the best of what he could. Who do you love? Madison Bumgarner, right I want the, well, I can't force we can't Cashman can't force the san uh, you know um San Francisco to trade their best guy when they think that they're in it, even though Quato's out for the season. I don't know why they think they're they're in it, but whatever you can't force another team to trade you their ace and you can't force the Mets to actually think logically to trade you the Grom. so you know you gotta do the best with what you have, and you're not gonna overpay for a guy that you probably don't value as you know, that kind of package. Meadows is, I mean, that's that's huge. They got, two, they got major league players for
1: that. Yeah, Meadows so, is a big deal. I mean, know. he was their top top hitting prospect from, my, from what I saw. So, um, yeah, they gave a lot. Um, But yeah, for sure, he made his moves beforehand without a doubt. Happ and uh, Britton were big. Um,
0: it was a successful deadline. They added a lefty reliever that they needed. They added depth to the rotation with Jay Happ and consistency until they got half foot and mouth disease. And then they... Were able to, I mean, Lance Lynn is uh, similar to Adam Warren, except they're more confident in his ability to start teams. So that makes him an upgrade. Plus, you got EJ Cole, Tommy Canley sure. down there. And you know what? Like we said, you know, getting international bonus pool money is yes. basically like getting a prospect, except you get to choose what prospect you want. So sure. it wasn't a I'm- super flashy deadline. And when you look at the list. Of the names they got versus what, what they gave up. It does look like they gave up a lot just because there were so many names, right. but nobody really of super high value. So it yeah. made them a better team for the rest of the season, and I don't think they're really more good the future at all.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Hap. I mean, the fact that he just got hand, foot, and mouth disease after Simi guard.
0: How I? Oh. I mean, that's like that's you tip your cap to the baseball <laughs> gods and you're like, all right, like you got us. Like after all the shit we were talking about Noah Syndergaard for Jay Hap to get hand, foot, mouth. these like a day or two within being in New York. It's like, all right, like we deserve that one. I'll take it. Yeah. Robert, did you see Syndergaard's Syndergaard
1: tweet? Oh,
2: yeah, I no. seen
0: it. I
1: seen it. It was funny. Tommy, he 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 quote tweeted the New York Post uh, saying half has hand, foot, and mouth, and he goes, not the trade you expected. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like, not fun, not I hate that the fun. guy. The dying passion. So. What, what,
0: what, what does he mean exactly?
1: What does he mean? He means yeah. like they traded diseases.
0: Dumb, dumb, food.
1: <laughs> dumb. But the fact. So do you think? Do you think he's starting on Saturday?
0: Right now, I would. Bet no, they but. seem hopeful, but it
1: seems like they also don't want to give away their hand. I think I don't think he's starting on Saturday
0: or their foot or their mouth. Am I right? <laughs>
1: you're the worst. Joe, do you think he makes a start on Saturday? I do think so. Do, they, they, they said, okay.
2: Well, they said it's a mild case, and you know, it's something that you know, uh, my daughter had, my son had, really? so yeah, it's something you know, kids mostly get, right? So it's right. Kind of weird that you yeah, got two guys in New York get it at the same time, but. Um, but yeah, I think that he'll make the start, and we'll see. We'll see him do that. And yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about all of these deadline moves for the arms. You know, they traded away Warren and all that stuff. It looks like well, everybody that Cashman got has good numbers against the Red Sox. Yeah, you know, Lynn, good numbers. Hat, good numbers. Britain has good numbers against the Red Sox. So it's like, okay, I, I kind of see what you're doing here. You know, you're getting ready against these guys. You still got ten games left, which I think, I think first of all. Red Sox, I think that's such a bullshit injury for Chris Sale. I don't <laughs> think that he's actually that, – that to me is bullshit. Mild. They they made sure to retweet it and say mild, you know. It's not yeah. a serious injury. He just want to miss one star just to rest him up because everybody knows that he kind of winds down, down the stretch, which I hope happens again this year. I, I don't <laughs> want him to get hurt. I don't pray for injuries. But, um, you know, hopefully he does wear down, you know, at the end of the season. But
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> – they, the Red Sox fans are all, you know, I was on section 10 today and they, they're really? all like, Oh yeah. Like he, no problem. He, he, you know, he just didn't want to make the start. Like they didn't want to push it. No problem. But like,
2: why would he only like, one more start? The,
1: the fact he was quoted and saying, like, if I had to make the start, I would. Well, I mean, it's yeah, Red Sox and you have a yeah. chance to pretty much put us away. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, they're four up in the loss column, five and a half overall. If they took three or four this weekend. Like that's, I mean, yeah, you could that's... almost not all. You can't officially do it, but like you, you can. At this, like division's over if we lose three or four this weekend. Like you, yeah, you got to look at the it. wild card at that point. So, like they have a chance to put us away. I don't know. I if the fact that yeah, they're not playing off is like this big serious injury, and I get they're probably like erring on the side of caution because he does have this history of wearing down. That like you know mm-hmm. the first time you feel of it, you want to just relax and like hit the hit the stop button, but. Yeah, I mean, I hey, if Brian Johnson's out there, Brian Johnson's out there. I don't need to see Chris Sale against CC Sabathia <laughs> tomorrow night. Do not need to see that. I mean, and let's you know, we'll get into the Sox series right now. Mm-hmm. The rotate the matchups really favor us, I yes. think. I, I'm feeling yeah. I no Chris Cal- with, is... I do. I honestly do. So.
2: Yeah, I need, yeah, I need. I do need to see. I need to. I, I really need to see. So, um... Sonny. oh my god, I can't get sunny. Um, I need that to see been. Severino yeah. really turn the corner here, yeah. especially against these guys. Uh, wish we had Aaron Judge, you know. I mean, seriously, they're throwing up a lot of lefties up there. You would have, you would have wished to have him or Gary, you know, of course. But you know, Giancarlo can carry this series. It looks like to me, Giancarlo can really carry this if he, if he, you know, if he does it, that'll be great. But I, I I just want to see the Yankees win three out of four this weekend, honestly, because I think this series is a lot more important to the Yankees than what it is to the Red Sox. For sure. For sure. For sure. Hands down. And you get really – I mean, if you split, given the circumstance, you don't want to pray for a split. A split. You want to—you want three out of four, so at least you gain a game. But, I mean, you have Price out there, which I hope we take advantage of Price. Hopefully, we're still in this head, right? Yeah. Um, that first start – I think tomorrow sets a tone, too, against Johnson. You know, you got CeCe on the mound, and then if you win that game, you got Severino the next day, if Severino can win. You know, it's you could roll the ball down the hill that way, but tomorrow's
0: start is just very important. I need CeCe to really bear down. Yeah, I think Thursday is huge. I think whoever wins the first game is going to have a huge confidence. I mean, if you look at, you know, the pitching matchup, it's – Somewhat to a degree, you could say even, at least like ERA wise. CC's I mean, obviously had a more accomplished career, but hasn't mm-hmm. been great lately. So I think that that's really going to set the tone for this year. If the Red Sox win, then you have the Yankees thinking, we've just lost two, we've lost two in a row now, one to the Orioles. We've lost three out of four at Fenway. Yeah. Maybe we just can't catch this incredible train. But if the Yankees win, then the Red Sox in their heads, they're thinking, oh, this, this is the one team we can't beat. You know, we can beat right. every other team in baseball but the Yankees. So I think Thursday is going to be big to the sense of mental edge for the rest of the series. If there's
1: one thing you can count on with this 2018 Yankees team, it's that they get up for these games. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Sure. If we're playing the fucking Rays on the road, if we're in Kansas city. If we're in Oakland, no guarantees what that series is going to entail. You go to Fenway, you go, they go to Cleveland, they go to Houston. You know, they're ready to go. No, John Carl's me locked in. Like I'm, that's that's what gives me and you, and their record between these teams all you know Cleveland Houston mm-hmm. Seattle Boston it's each of themselves like it's the best record in baseball against these teams yeah so that's what gives me this confidence and the fact that we got CC going out there against Brian fucking Johnson fucking yeah. BJ CC's got to go get got to give me just give me five innings of one run ball and hand it over the bullpen boom don't push them too much know when to pull your guys because you've had a fucking big problem with that lately. Don't push it too hard. Let them go five. Give up one run, two, maybe Mm -hmm. even two runs, and they're going to win that game. You win Thursday, that sets up – winning Thursday affects Severino because if Severino has to pitch where they lose on Thursday and it's like, damn, like we need to fucking win this game. I don't Mm -hmm. love that with Seve because I don't don't know how he's going to do with this type of pressure. But if you alleviate that pressure and you win Thursday and it's like, let's go. We're like, let's fucking win this series. Seve might go out there and just throw eight shutouts. Yeah. No. I, I, I'm not concerned with him being hurt. I'm not. I. I. No. He's throwing gas still. Like the stuff is still there. It's. It's location. It's. It's like lapses in con in um in concentration. He's just losing location. It's being lazy. So I think he's just got to lock in, and I think he'll be fine too. I think Saturday is literally a coin flip. Whoever, obviously, we don't know who's going to start for the Yankees, but. I think they're going to rock Yuvaldi. You know, Nathan Yuvaldi does not scare me at all. The Yankees know what Yuvaldi is. They, he's been on the team before. They have plenty of scouting reports on this guy. They faced him this year and tagged him for five runs. I, I'm not concerned about Nathan Yuvaldi whatsoever. Obviously, watch us we play this back every throws a perfect game on Saturday. But uh, <laughs> I think Saturday could be the classic 11 9 ball game, back and forth slugfest. I think you could, plus, it, it, it sets it up to it's a Saturday, it's a 4 30 game. I think it just sets up one of those crazy, like Joe Buck's going to call the game probably, and it'll be one of those. Slug You're thinking of that
0: like to share a game where they were down from came back from nine nothing or whatever they I always 8-0. watched that on YouTube. That's like my favorite YouTube yeah. highlight
1: to go like when they're down like eight nothing and they just come back and score like twelve. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, how crazy is that's not.
2: How crazy that that's not a Sunday night baseball game though. On Sunday, what'd you say? It is. It, it is, is, is Sunday is? night. Oh. Yeah. I was yeah, hoping, it is. Sunday. I was hoping yeah. that like. Maybe Fox was able to get it that Saturday. Fox has Saturday.
1: Fox has Saturday. ESPN has Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. i yeah, so should be...
0: I think the Yankees win three out of four. They win every day, but Saturday. I think CC has a big start Thursday. Severino bounces back Friday. I just don't trust Severino's going to start for the Yankees Saturday. Right. And then I think the Yankees get the price on uh, Sunday night baseball.
1: Yeah. Joes, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I I, I kind
2: of see... You know what? I feel like this is a classic, you know, the lineup doesn't have the people that really actually kill Price. And I could see us winning three, the first three, and then losing that Sunday night baseball game. And then everybody, all the Sox fans, like, yes, I told you Price can be able to dominate the freaking Yankees. I could possibly see that. There's no Gary. I mean, a lot of these people have really good numbers against him. I mean, i got to see who's in that lineup that day. Um, Hopefully... Maybe, I, and for, I think this is the first time that Gleyber Torres is going to be in Fenway, right? Is this the first time he's going to be in Fenway? Because I think uh, the last time, well, yeah,
1: because we have been we have been there since April,
2: right? So, so yeah, so I think that you know I got to see, you know, I, I don't have any problem with Glaber Torres, you know, taking the big moment, but I got to see how he plays in that kind of. He's uh, got.
1: Atmosphere. I think I saw. I was reading today, um, in high leverage situations, he has the highest OPS and that. batting average on the team. Yep. Yeah, Labor That's crazy. Good for him though. Two um, also, approach. Miguel Andar sneaking into the AL rookie. Like he almost is running away, not running away but he's almost got like the pole position lead at this point. That dude is leading uh, American League rookies in batting average, RBIs, extra base hits. He he, like, it's crazy like how consistent that guy's been. He's almost hitting 300 for the team. Yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. I, I love Miguel Andar. Yes. Um, so I think we're on agreement here. We're all saying Yankees three to four. Um, you know, and we're, we're positive people. Um, if you know, Sonny Gray is not going to make starts, so that's always nice. Um, thank God they, <laughs> thank God they worked. The one, the one good thing Boone has done all year is make sure that Sunny Gray is not going to pitch in this series. So good,
0: good for him. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, but yeah, so Joe's, we do want to appreciate you coming on. Um, this was a lot of fun. We'll do this again for sure. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. Yankees three or four. We don't know. Well, I guess we're going to lose Saturday is, is the plan you think we're gonna lose Sunday night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, Hoping for the best. Uh, hopefully, I survive Fenway. So that'd be great. Oh, you're uh, going. Like oh, we're, winning we're winning those games. We're winning those games. If you're
2: going, we're winning.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I am. I am the stopper. 14 and two. So we're gonna test yeah. that. We're gonna test that uh, in in enemy territory. But Joe's once again. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it.
2: Uh, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it, man. Got to really think. Uh, I think you guys think Barstool and all that stuff for last year. I think you guys really promoted like the video. Well, obviously we didn't want Devers to hit that home run, but. It was really cool. A lot of people started really following me um, after that, and it really kind of kind of propelled my YouTube channel a little bit more. Yes, promote that. So
1: you're at um, you're at Joe's McFly on Twitter for sure, and then your YouTube channel is Joe's McFly also. Yes,
2: Joe's McFly, so you could be able to you know subscribe on there and watch the videos. I do reactions to every game, so I do that all the time. So. Um, breaking that down so it's pretty awesome Make sure yeah you guys it's much, much
1: stuff i, I get yeah. a kick out of it for sure it's uh it's true like genuine emotion and i don't know if i could do that every single night so
0: i wonder like how often do you set up the video like do you are you just really good at picking what you know the good spots are, or are you like filming most of the game and you just you know post a good ones.
2: well i'm filming throughout the game so like I'm, i've gotten really good at you know, because if I'm filming with my phone, Yankee Stadium, for some reason, doesn't allow you allow you to bring in like crazy equipment and you can't bring in tripods and stuff like that. Right, they'll, right. they'll take that out the door. So I've gotten really good with my phone. So I don't run out of space just to, while I'm recording. If nothing really happens, erase it. And then sometimes I really pick my spots um, on yeah. when to record. Sometimes I'll go live and I just click down that video, you know, things like that. So um, that's really the only way to do it, but it's, it's pretty fun because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like you have a, like you're scoring the game almost. It was just yeah. like in my way, I guess I'm just getting pissed off or happy or whatever it is watching the game. I don't post every reaction because you know, three hour baseball game, right? Or whatever, but uh, kind of shortened the game. A lot of people tell me, Look, man, I appreciate it because I, I don't have time to watch these games, but I still get to be connected with the Yankees to be able to watch this.
1: Sure. And you know, so it's pretty cool. Maybe how I'll much, uh, how much does the Yankee Wi Fi frustrate you?
2: I I wish I had the freaking media uh, Wi Fi, man. That media Wi Fi was really fast. I, I don't really even use that because where I sit in section 105, I get, I get freaking four bars of service. So oh, wow. I don't. Yeah, the Yankee Wi-Fi, if I say anywhere else in the stadium, it's trash. Huh. It's horrible. It's the worst Wi-Fi in the world.
0: It's like really? they have
2: one Wi-Fi hotspot somewhere, and then everybody's connecting to that. It sucks.
1: Maybe they just do it just for you. Uh, I remember <laughs> when we me and Karabas were there uh, like a month ago, it was when we had, like, we, we were trying to basically do what you do, mm-hmm. you know, where like capture that moment on the phone. And I think you got a good one, a bro. Good, good job with it, but uh, sending that video took forever. I felt like yeah. it was in a Mission Impossible movie and yes. like I was running out of time against like defusing the bomb. Like it was yes. just it took forever.
2: You took a good one of Caravas, man. When that when he hit that home run, I think his body left his soul. Like he I don't, it looked like a freaking little thing of just string or something. Just it was funny as hell when I seen that. But. Yeah, we're doing it again <laughs>
1: this weekend, so hopefully I got the same yeah. moment. I'm uh- planning. I'm <laughs> planning.
2: On, I'm thinking about going to the series, the final series, which I, I hope means something, right? Yeah, is it?
1: If it means something, I will 100% be there. Absolutely.
2: So I want to so, definitely go out there for that. That's what I want to go out there for.
1: Absolutely. That sounds like a plan. But All right, man. We appreciate having you on. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with everything with the videos and all that. And uh, so once again, check out Joes McFly, uh, at Joes McFly on Twitter, YouTube channel, Instagram. He's great. Give him a follow. And, uh, Joes, appreciate having you on. Thank you guys. All right. Once again, I want to thank Joe's McFly for uh, coming on. Uh, uh, big fan of his on Twitter. I mean, his videos are electric. Uh, I love that stuff. And it takes true dedication to like be filming the entire game. I didn't realize he did that. I thought he really just picked his spot. So, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty. Uh, pretty cool to hear. Um, what'd you say?
0: I said, yeah. I, it must be like annoying having you know have to have your phone out the whole game, but dedication.
1: Yeah, I mean, he must have like one billion like, charging cases with him, I would think. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> that shit is Um,
1: So we're going to get into DMs right now. Uh, this week's uh, batch of DMs brought to you by 4 Hymns. Did you know that 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35? Well, the thing is, when you start to lose your hair, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. So once you notice that hairline slowly going back, even if, like, we haven't, even if you haven't noticed the hair, just do it. Like, just just get on 4 hims and, and, you know, it gives you the chance to prevent that type of thing from happening. I mean, no one wants to lose their hair. So you might as well get on 4HIMS. It's your one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, science, baldness can be optional. HIMS connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known gener- generic equivalents, the name, name brand prescriptions that help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. You just got to go to forhims.com. And when you go to forhims.com slash porch, that's forhims.com slash porch. For my listeners, you're going to get a trial month of HIMS for just $5 today right now while supplies last. See website for full details. You don't have to get out of bed. You don't have to go to the doctor. You're just going to go on. You answer a few questions. The doctor prescribes it to you, and you're good to go. Then you can, you know, give yourself a good shot of freaking, you know, losing. You don't You want to just get ahead of the battle. You don't want to be in the middle of the battle. You want to get ahead of it. So you got to go to forhims.com slash porch. That's F-O-R. H-I-M-S dot C-O-M slash P-O-R-C-H. That's 4hims.com slash porch. 4hims.com slash porch. All right, let's get into some DMs here real quick. Um First one we got here is from Rob. Hey, man, love your podcast. My thing is, everybody talks about the starting pitching issues, but do you think with how poor this offense produces with runners and scoring position that it'll be their biggest nemesis down the stretch? Both Houston and Boston are high-average hitting teams that have plenty of pop. It just seems the Yankees are too far reliant on that one big swing, and you're not wrong. I mean, it almost seems like we hate coming up with the bases loaded. Like it's cr- like they yeah. love getting one run with the bases load. They love they love getting an oh, infield pop out for one out, then a sack fly, and then like a strikeout.
0: They love that.
1: It's like their favorite it's, thing in the world.
0: It's very frustrating. I, I, it's super frustrating, and that I. We're concerned a lot about the pitching, but the offense does worry me. They are too far in line on the lawnmower. And there's sort of two schools of thought on this that are interesting. Like, so in the playoffs, you're facing elite pitchers, you're facing, you know, Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, et cetera. It almost being home run reliant could almost be better in a weird way because you're more likely to have one bad pitch that you can take advantage of than to string a rally together, you know what I mean, against against a, an elite pitcher. Yeah. So, it's in a, in a way, against great pitching, it almost is better to be home run-reliant because you're more likely to, you know, get a single, a walk, and a, you know, one bad pitch, you take over the wall for a home run against an elite pitcher, than you already, you know, string together a six-hit, you know, nine-person rally or something. Just hard to get someone off their game that much. The other side of that, you know, October, obviously, small ball becomes the biggest thing. Every time you get a runner on, they're precious. You got to get them home. So I'm interested to see how it's going to work out. I mean, they have to be better with in scoring position without losing uh, their ability to hit the long wall, which they have lost a little bit. I mean, I know Glaber has two today, but, you know, out of the All-Star break, they were not hitting home runs at the same pace that they were.
1: Yeah, like what we, what we said last episode was that, Like this team probably read too many articles that they're hitting too many home runs, and they just stopped hitting the home runs, and now we just have no offense. (laughs) It's it's like like very short of, I guess. um, uh, Sorry, Tuesday night, uh, where it seemed like they actually, you know, Miguel Cabrera was the big, big blast. um, You know, behind we didn't really talk about Tanaka in this episode, but Tanaka has been very, very, very good. I mean, big time. I mean, he he's gone with a strategy to not give up runs anymore. It's a very good strategy. It's bold. It works
0: though. It's bold, but it works.
1: Yeah, I, I wish Sonny Gray would maybe learn that strategy, but um, yeah, Tanaka. So Tanaka will get the ball Sunday night, um, and has not the best ERA against the Red Sox. It's a little concerning that the Red Sox kind of tag him, but against David Price, so maybe bet the over. Little little tip there, maybe take the over. Yeah,
0: um, that shut out of Fenway last year.
1: He did, he did. But I seem, think besides that. Um, Big concerned. game, this though,
0: Sunday. It's like him in the playoffs. Like I think he'll be up for it.
1: He rises to the occasion. He's very good at that. Yeah. Um, from James Wetter, do you think that the AL Rookie of the Year race is solely between Anderhar and Torres right now? If so, who's got it? I mean, I can't see how Shohei Otani is in this discussion like anymore. It's yeah, I, agree. Too long.
0: I think right now it may. No, it's Glaber. It's Glaber. It's Glaber. Anderhar's coming though. He is, but and oh, we didn't really talk about it. Glaber's defense. We cannot get into a situation where Glaber becomes like the Gary Sanchez of second base, where he's just a little laxadaisical defensively, and oh, we just rely on his bat. Glaber Thor is 21 years old. Like you got to cover bases, man. Like you, you know, we can't have that be a factor. Two home runs or not, he was a problem today, and he's got to pick that up. Someone's got to work with him. Aaron Boone, grow a pair of balls and yell at someone for once in your life.
1: Someone Um, was asking to bench him for Tyler Wade. Listen, I get it. He can cover second, but I don't need to see Tyler Wade in there with how bad this offense – with how bad the the lineup is right now. I don't need to see Tyler Wade in there. I I will say, sure, covering second on that ball hit the DD with two outs was brutal. I mean, brutal. The bunt, though, he was very shifted over on that bunt. Like, it wasn't – I was trying to see if he broke late or anything. He had a long way to go. It was kind of the fault yeah. of the shift more more than him. Sure, he could have like probably ran faster. Yeah, but like he was shifted very far off the bag, like almost the fault of the shift in that point, or like the defensive alignment. But the the other one was terrible. I mean, the ball had the DD, and just no one is covering second, and the guy beats it out, and the run scores. I mean, that's brutal. Yeah, it's a rookie mistake, but hopefully, uh, that you know, shouldn't I, be a rookie. I, he, he, I was listening to his post game press conference too. He was very down on himself. Like he was disregarding the two home runs and he was just focusing on the defense. He goes, I got to be better than that. And he was disgusted with himself. We didn't talk about Phil Nevin. Did you see the Phil Nevin thing today?
0: Yeah, yelling in the dugout. I like it. I love
1: Phil Nevin. I love Phil Nevin.
0: I'll go to war for Phil Nevin. It's rare to get to know a third baseman, a third base coach's like name, like for him to be a, a part of. Like, a lot of fans to know him and for them to like him. You know what I mean? Like, you usually hate the third base coach. Like, Joe Espada. Oh, why Was the something? worst. this person, this person? Phil Nevin, everybody likes because he's just a, a firecracker. He's, yelling, he's in brawls. He's yelling at people. Yeah. Dugout. He's sort of, you know, Aaron, the other side of Aaron Boone. Like, it's good cop, bad cop, kind of, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean... What he did was definitely Boone's order. Boone just Boone. Boone probably told him like, get into those guys, like wake them the fuck up. It was too late by then. Um, I wish he did it in like the second inning. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, I gotta love. I hope. I hope that continued after the game. I I would imagine it did. I would imagine there was a hell of a a, a rant after the game, like to to fire these guys
0: up for, um, for the Red Sox. It worked out, you know. Like maybe losing this game will wake them up enough. Oh, actually, all right, so I'm going to look this up exactly to make sure I have this right. But I believe in 2006, the Yankees lost the day game. So I think it was a Thursday, though, to the Orioles. I was there in August where A-Rod and Jeter, do you remember they almost collided on the pop-up and it dropped between them?
1: I don't remember vividly, enough.
0: Okay, well, it did. And the Yankees weren't really playing well. Uh, yeah, 2006. Uh, and then they went to – and that kind of woke them up. And then they went to Boston that weekend, and they swept them five games.
1: The massacre in Boston. Yeah, I brought this up yeah. today to Kravis. The massacre I was like,
0: hey, what if we –
1: could you imagine – you imagine if we swept them? Could you just imagine that? It would
0: be unbelievable.
1: Like, the But just- it's very
0: similar. A day loss a, – a day game loss to the Orioles with some lackadaisical defensive play. Team not playing super 0 right before a huge series at Fenway. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: The difference being, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada, they were all in, and was Pet. Yeah, Petit was. They were all there. There's no one like no. that on this team. That's the problem. Like, sure, Brett Gardner's here, CC's here, but like, that's not Derek Jeter. If Derek, when Derek Jeter speaks, like you fucking listen. Like, okay, it's time to wake up. You know, they don't have that guy. We'll see. But you, look, look, I really do believe that Phil Nevin or someone got into them after the game. And, it, yeah, I mean, maybe it did come at a good time to lose that type of game. But you almost – I feel like every two weeks we're kind of having this discussion like, will this wake them up? Will this wake them up? Will that wake them up? I'm like, all right, well, how much waking up do we need? <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Oh, ridiculous at this is, point. To be fair, though, like, and I talked about this today. the KFC today, the Yankees are, 68 and 38 there's 30 games over 500 yeah. and i'm just looking at this uh the standings from after that sweep the yankees are 74 and 48 after they in six after they swept uh boston and i'm like wow that's a really good record that's a worse record than they have right now that would mean the yankees go you know six and ten or something over their next 16 games so they're having an awesome season and i know that they've had two mediocre stretches kind of Sandwiching the unbelievable whatever forty-one and thirteen ish stretch, something whatever it ended up being, but they are having a good season. It sucks that it, it feels worse though because how good the Red Sox are. And honestly, I mean, we now have to consider these past six games a failure because we were very clear last week. Think you have to win five to six against the Orioles and Orioles.
1: Yeah, I mean, they didn't gain they didn't gain one game in that in that six game stretch where they thought they had yeah. to. I mean, still four in the loss column. With two months to play team. and ten head-to-head games is is really nothing like that can totally. If it was four and lost column with even just the whole, only the month of September left, I still say like this isn't over at all, and we have two months to go and ten head-to-head games, so it's doable. <laughs> it, it just is. So, all right, next DM Johnny Paps, short Porsche, Obviously, you need to talk about Gray getting removed from the rotation, but how about these fucking lineups, boondrats out there? Why the hell is Robinson playing? Robinson playing in right. Did you see him in the field today? He's awful. He can't hit even with his ridiculous sunglasses. Not starting Stanton in right and D.H.ing Walker, the hottest hitter on the team. is unfathomable. He's not wrong about, D- about benching Walker, but I we talked about this with with Joe's. You know, you can't ask Stanton to play the field every single day, and then these. I would assume Stanton's in. I would assume Stanton is in right all four games in Fenway. I would assume they don't play yeah. Shane Robinson.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I I think that's. I mean, Giancarlo will play all four games. That's not a question in some form or the other. But I think right now the best team the Yankees could put out is Giancarlo and Wright and Neil Walker DHing.
1: Man, we need Clint Frazier back so badly. His, he's, we're missing him yeah. bad right now. We could use that motherfucker, that red, red fucking tomato to use that guy. Um, our last DM uh, is from Curbstomp. Uh What's more inexplicable, our struggles at the Trop or struggles versus Baltimore. I mean, it's got to be Baltimore. Actually,
0: I don't yeah. know. The, the tra- drop dates it's... back to years. It's like five years yeah, of this so That's shit. why I think Baltimore is more inexcusable. Like, the trap is just a joke of a stadium. It's a joke of a ballpark. You can't expect any team to play well there. It's a circus. The Orioles are a triple-A team. Like, you, the fact Yankees are three and three against the Orioles over their past six against them. It's disgusting.
1: It's... It's bad. I mean, you're not – and the Rays are – the Rays this year are like 500. You know, they're – the Orioles are 40 games back of first. 40. 40. 40
0: games back of first. They should be 40. 43 back. What is that? They should be 43 back if the Yankees could beat them.
1: Dude, it's – it's tough. I mean, it's just (sighs) – sunny gray man
0: sunny gray i have uh that was your last dm yep yeah i have uh one more from metaphors hey guys on the podcast next time you guys are recording would you change your world series pick to the red sox Since the two predictions you guys had in the preseason of sunny winning and side so young am going the mvp votes don't look like they're gonna happen also you think about all the people we've been out on greg bird come back to bite us uh should we say the Red Sox or I mean, right now, Red Sox got to be world Series favorites, Right. I
1: did some thinking the last 30 seconds. I think the Red Sox are going to sweep us.
0: Yeah. I don't think Red Sox will lose another game this season. I would be hard
1: pressed to believe a team with Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, those two MVP, they might split the MVP. Chris Sales will run away with the Cy Young. They, uh, Craig, Craig Kimbrell has never given up a run. He just hasn't. It just doesn't happen. I've never seen it with my two eyes. You could you could pitch to me that the Red Sox will never lose again for the next ten years.
0: Yeah, I could totally see that happening. I think the Red Sox are they should be like minus twelve hundred to win the World Series. I saw the line tomorrow night and the Red Sox are only minus
1: one fifteen against the Yankees. They should be minus four seventy. I agree. I don't get it. I don't get it. Metaphors, you're on to something. Red Sox are gonna win the world series. You heard it here first. Carabas predicted Severino was gonna win the Cy Young, so he was smart. Smart. Uh,
0: so before we end, I, I wanted to have one quick uh, story about – so Brian Johnson starting for the Red Sox on uh, today, Thursday. When you're listening to this Quick uh, sort of interbar bar story. Last Memorial Day, everyone was away but me. I was working uh, the Yankee game for Fordham, so I was like the only person in the company that wasn't away. I was in charge of running the Instagram and Twitter and posting all these uh, stories that all the personalities were sending to me for Saturdays for the boys, different Saturdays for the boys promos. They were texting to me. I put them on Twitter the Instagram story. Jared texted me. Uh, and that point, I don't think I'd even, maybe even ever met Jared. I don't think he moved to New York yet. Uh, he texted me a video of him and a man on the street. And they were like outside a bar and they were, Oh, Saturdays are for the boys. And I threw it up on Twitter and Instagram and I captioned it. I was like, Oh, Jared Carabas and his crew know the deal. Like Saturdays are for the boys or whatever. Cause I didn't recognize I was just one of Jared's friends and then I, I start to see like replies to the tweet it's like that's Brian Johnson and it was like the day that I think he threw remember he threw a complete game shutout uh yeah. it was like in, like early on like in one of early in his season last year uh-huh. uh and uh it was like oh it's Brian just so I texted Jared and I was like oh sorry man I didn't know the, like. Should have said in the thing that that's Brian Johnson. He's not exactly dark Jeter, or he's a yeah. you know household. Saint. Would never recognize guy. Brian Johnson. Yeah, that's Brian Johnson. I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, didn't realize he was like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever. That's the guy that threw the complete game shutout today. Like, as if everyone was supposed to know uh, who Brian Johnson was, and he was this big name. So, quick, quick little story. Hopefully, he gets rocked some more.
1: He is a story. He's been in the office. I'm almost certain I sat in his seats one of the games in Fe- in uh, Yankee Stadium when uh, me and Carabas were filming. Um, so, uh, I feel like there's a solid chance – well, I guess not – oh, Friday. Yeah, Friday, because he pitches Thursday. I'm pretty sure I'm going to either be on the field or next to the field, like during batting practice and probably meeting all these guys. So, I'll probably go to – so, hopefully, Brian Johnson gets shelled and be like, hey, nice outing. Fuck. Fuck face. Sick humble
0: break. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, breaking uh, Luke Voigt and Luis Sessa are being called up. What? Voigt and Luis Sessa are being called up to the majors. We're, like, already calling up Luke Voigt? That already happened? I saw earlier today that that was likely going to happen because they wanted his bat. Uh, we
1: just February. got him from St. Louis. I thought he was just going to stick in. Wow, okay. He's got some pop.
0: Yeah. Cesar. They, they basically, basically so we'll Did see. they
1: say what the counter move is?
0: I haven't seen, no.
1: can't i I don't maybe hopefully it's Shane robinson just get out of my face we're just speculating i think
0: this basically will mean that tessa does start on saturday
1: i would think he does i don't think hap has a chance of starting i thought that was all smoke for the most part
0: i would guess maybe one move could be him going to the dl
1: oh maybe like retroactive shit
0: yeah and I i don't know what else well Know, down, maybe? You guys listening will
1: know more than us at this point yeah. right now when you listen tomorrow. Um, thanks for listening, though. This is uh, another episode of The Short Porch. I'm going to be in Fenway. If you're at Fenway by any chance, I'll come say hi. I'll be around. I'll be on the concourse and everywhere. We'll be at the bars the entire weekend. So should be a fun time. Uh, you'll have an easy time recognizing me of the guy who has no hair and uh wearing Yankee uh, gear because uh, I'm not afraid to do that. i my like Carabbas in Yankee Stadium. Um, That is our show. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to Joseph McFly again. Uh, He was great. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you uh, after we take three or four.